Buenos dias from Bitcreek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 21st of July, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 14th, Venezuela condemned the comments made by former U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton in an interview with CNN. Bolton, who served as the top national security official in the Donald Trump administration from April 2018 to September 2019, detailed Trump's efforts to oust Maduro. He told CNN that he helped Trump to plan coups in other countries and said that it was, quote, necessary to protect the U.S.'s interests, end quote. Venezuelan National Assembly leader Jorge Rodriguez described the apparent admission as, quote, an extraordinary feat of brazenness, end quote, and accused Bolton of being a, quote, unquote, psychopath. Moving on, on Monday the 18th, the Vice President and Deputy of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, Diosado Cabello, offered to sell oil to Europe, which is undergoing a shortage because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The only condition Cabello imposed was for European countries to pay in advance due to sanctions imposed by the United States on PDVSA that blocked the oil company's bank accounts. Virgilio Trujillo's death continues to draw international attention. On Thursday the 14th, in a message posted on his Twitter account, the United States ambassador to Venezuela, James Story, demanded justice for the murder of the indigenous leader. Trujillo died on the 30th of June fighting against illegal mining in the Amazon state. According to the director of the Corps of Scientific, Penal, and Criminalistic Investigations, Douglas Rico, Trujillo was, quote, shot by criminals traveling in a vehicle, end quote. Speaking of illegal mining, on Thursday, the 14th, the NGO Fundaredes published a report entitled The Orinoco Mining Arc and the Destruction of the Most Important Natural Reserve. Since 2016, over 1,200 hectare acres of pristine rainforest in the Bolivar state near the Brazil border have been affected by illegal mining, deforestation, and indiscriminate logging. According to the report, the use of mercury contaminated the water and soil. Moreover, the illegal armed groups in the area have not only affected the ecosystem, but also the indigenous people who live in those lands. Fundaredes said that Maduro regime uses the Orinoco mining arc area to cover the income deficit caused by oil crisis, the dismantling of basic industries, and failed economic policies. In other news, on Thursday the 14th, the Spanish government handed over Ernesto Quintero to the Maduro regime. Quintero worked as an administrative officer at the ABA, Mercado de Capitales, one of the brokerage houses intervened by the late president, Hugo Chavez, in 2010. The same year, he was accused of alleged fraud, appropriation of funds, and money laundering. He pleaded not guilty to all charges. After escaping to Spain in 2018, the Spanish authorities arrested Quintero at a police checkpoint in Madrid on the 10th of February in 2021, after Interpol issued a red notice against him. According to Quintero's defense, there were 29 months of struggle in which the Spanish authorities did not pay attention to Quintero's case until his recent deportation. The political prisoner's situation in Venezuela is getting worse. On Sunday, the 17th, the former ombudswoman, Gabriela Ramirez, reported that the General Directorate of Military Counterintelligence is committing even more human rights violations against political prisoners and their cells by introducing new restrictions. These include a ban on sunbathing and playing sports. Political prisoners are not allowed to talk to each other. Visitors have fewer days to visit and fewer hours to stay with the prisoners. And relatives of the inmates must undress in order to be searched. Speaking of human rights violations, 
On Friday the 15th, the Curaçao Supreme Court ordered the closure of refugee shelters on the island due to violation of human rights against Venezuelan citizens. After visiting the shelters, a judge informed that the prison regime faced by refugees and migrants from Venezuela is inadmissible and said that Venezuelans are held under a stricter regimen than the other prisoners who have been criminally convicted. As a result of ruling, nine Venezuelan citizens were immediately released. Last October, Amnesty International, or AI, denounced that the authorities of Curaçao and the Netherlands has violated the rights of Venezuelans by denying asylum, imprisoning, and deporting them to their countries. After the announcement, AI delegation traveled to the island, but the Curaçao government refused to receive their representatives and prohibited them from visiting the jails where Venezuelan migrants were detained. In more international news, on Tuesday the 19th, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Carlos Faria, met with his Nicaraguan counterpart, Denis Moncada, to strengthen the ties between two countries. Faria arrived in Managua as a representative of Venezuela to participate in the 43rd anniversary of the San Sandinista Revolution. From the Miraflores Palace, Maduro congratulated and thanked the Nicaraguan Revolution for the political and social transformation of the Central American countries. Next up, on Thursday the 14th, in a national broadcast, Maduro ordered the employment of almost 4,000 recently graduated professionals to build what he had called the most powerful health system in Latin America. He said he needed almost 4,000 professionals, including 2,200 doctors and more than 800 nurses, to whom he promised to provide housing and vehicles. Now, some updates on the COVID-19 pandemic. On Saturday the 16th, in a national broadcast, the executive vice president, Delcy Rodriguez, reported an increase in COVID cases and urged citizens to get vaccinated, wear masks, and use hand sanitizers. Rodriguez affirms that the number of infections in the country doubled because of the BA5 Omicron variant. 326 new cases and two deaths have been reported in the last 24 hours. Following this news, on Wednesday the 20th, Maduro reported that the president of National Assembly, Jorge Rodriguez, and the governor, of Carabobo State, Rafael Lacava, tested positive for COVID-19. After three weeks, on Friday the 15th, the Administrative Service of Identification, Migration, and Immigration website was reactivated. The failure of the system left dozens of Venezuelans stuck in the country without being able to withdraw their passports. During those three weeks, some people lost international study scholarships and jobs. So far, the authorities have not explained what happened. Following this news, on Saturday the 16th, the service denied through its Twitter account the increase in the price of Venezuelan passports. The rumor arose after social media users commented on the website being down. Once again, the Maduro regime closes radio stations. On Friday the 15th, the National Union of Press Workers denounced that Conatel and National Guard members closed the stations Moda 105.1 FM, Next 100.1 FM, and Hits 92.5 FM in the Cojeda state. Officials argue that the closure was due to illegal use of radio spectrum. Moving on, Saturday the 16th, the mayor of the Plaza Municipality, Freddy Rodriguez, a march rejecting the legalization of abortion and recognition of LGBTQIA plus people in Venezuela. Banners rejecting abortion and defending, quote, God's original design, end quote, could be seen at the protest. At the end of March, the mayor, who defines himself as, quote, Christian, Chavista, and 100% revolutionary, End quote, declared the Plaza municipality, quote, the first pro-life and pro-family municipality in the country, end quote. Next up, on Thursday the 14th, the Venezuelan Foundation for Seismological Research reported a magnitude of 4.9 earthquake. According to the foundation, the epicenter was located 9 
kilometers northwest of the city, Erapa, in Sucre State. On Sunday the 17th, professor biologist Eduardo Klein reported on his Twitter account the existence of an oil spill in Paraguaná Peninsula. Klein said that the spill has been there since the 14th of July and that PDVSA has done nothing about it than, quote, harming the environment, end quote. In sports news, on Monday the 18th, world and Olympic triple jump champion Yulimar Rojas became the first three-time world champion athlete. At the 2022 Oregon World Athletics Championships, Rojas achieved her third world triple jump title with a 15.47-meter leap. After fully recovering from an injury to her left leg, Rojas returned to Hayward Field, where she was three centimeters away from breaking the world championship record again. That's it for this week. Want to help us out? Hit the subscribe button and tell your friends about us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela.com. Hasta la próxima.